Hey everybody, it's Mike Brickheim. Thanks for joining us today for another iteration of the Getting to Know podcast. By the time this particular podcast airs, I will be certainly within shouting distance of my one-year anniversary with Nina. And as many of you know, I spent almost 17 years in the same organization prior to coming to our company. But I know that there's a lot of long-tenured and proud employees here at Nina. So I think you'll understand that the most difficult thing about moving away from an organization is the fracture that that creates for some of the relationships that you have with your friends and peers and colleagues. And the tough thing for me was, and probably admittedly still is to some extent, the fact that you have moved away and you, you've, you've somewhat broken some of those relationships with people that you care about very, very deeply. And, and in some cases, I would say like genuinely love. And so I could not be more thrilled as we record the first podcast of 2021 to be joined by my friend and former colleague and now colleague again, Melissa Elam Chavez, who is someone that I was talking about, someone that I genuinely love and care about. And I'm so thankful you're part of the organization. So Missy, welcome to the Getting to Know podcast. Thanks, Mike. How excited are you to be on the other side of this podcast. I gotta tell you, I feel like I'm gonna throw up in my mouth at any moment, but I'm happy otherwise. That's not exactly how we wanna kick off (laughs) the year. What about this podcast as you're feeling that way? Like like this was a bucket type of item for like Byron Racky and now you've been, you know, behind the scenes on all this. So what's what's going on inside of you? Well, there's two things. First is, I do like to be behind the scenes. And second, you are interviewing me, which is very dangerous. It is dangerous. It'd be even more dangerous at a bar. Missy, you joined us when? Tell us a little bit about your story as it relates to coming to Nina. So I joined Nina uh, at the very end of May of 2020. So how have your six months been? It's been a whirlwind, but it's actually been a lot of fun. Walking into a new organization where everyone's working remotely, having to learn a pretty tough business, And then in the first week, being asked to support messages that are really tough for our employees, it's been a ride. You mentioned a tough business. I I would agree, again, coming up on a year now, um, it is a tough business to get your arms around. What what in your mind makes it difficult? And then as a communications person, what do you view as the the way to kind of break that down to help people understand it the way that, you know, is most helpful for them? So I think on the surface, you you know, we've got two sides of our business. The paper side's pretty easy because people can touch that and feel that. You can go to the store and, you know, find our astrobytes or notebooks or whatever in the store. So that's an easy piece to kind of get your head around. The harder piece, but the actually the more interesting piece to me is our technical um, product side of the business because it really uh, is technical. And I am not a technical person, but there's a lot of really interesting things that we do. Um, from, you know, creating the labels that are on our jeans to um, creating the adhesives and the, the paper backings that go into tapes and just kind of learning how that is done is really fascinating to me. So just trying to understand all of those different components and how they relate is, has been the challenge. To answer the second part of your question in terms of communicating uh, who we are and what we do, it's interesting because... Nina is a company that has been kind of grown through mergers and acquisitions. So everybody up until the recent 
year or so has worked kind of in their own little silos. And so what's been a lot of fun over the past six months and we continue to do in 2021 is breaking down those silos and helping each other understand what the other groups are doing, what technologies and capabilities they have, and how we can partner together to go faster and achieve more. So did you come out of the womb trying to help people connect the dots and communicate and understand things? I've always been able to kind of disseminate tough information and break it down in different ways, whether it's through written communication, whether it's telling stories via video, through a whole lot of different mediums over the years. I've, that's kind of been the theme throughout my career. So I would say this, as much as it pains me to compliment you, and my lead-in was difficult just because, you know, I do care about you very deeply, but I don't always want you to know that because it gives you too much, you know, upper hand in our relationship. But I've always said, if I could have five people in a room to help me figure out whatever it is, you've always been one of those. I just want you in the room. And I think as I thought about this discussion and tried to distill down why that is, I think it's because of your curiosity. So A, do you think you are more curious than the average bear? And if so, how can we continue to sharpen that curiosity so that other employees can adapt to that and um, you know, continue to excel, ask the right questions, be curious, jump out there and take the right kind of risks and so forth? I don't know that I'm more curious than the average bear. I do ask questions of most people, but not that I like complimenting you a whole lot either, but <laughs> when I work with people like you who allow for wild ideas and silly questions, it's a whole lot easier to ask the right questions or to ask a question. And for me, it's really exciting to see the light bulbs kind of go off in a room and to feel that myself. Um, and that's kind of the fun part about Nina is I experience that on a weekly basis. And it's really, really fun. So as you know, my favorite days are the ones that we just play with crazy ass ideas. What are your favorite days? Those are the same days. Like, I don't know if you remember, but I was badgering you when we started talking about working together again. Like all I wanted to do was get in a room with a whiteboard. Like that's my favorite thing. Yeah, those are, those are great days. Um, on a personal front, what's the best day for you? Probably the ones where I am traveling. Like actually going to the airport and getting on a plane or just being somewhere new? Being somewhere new. I mean, I, I love to get on a plane, but some of my favorite trips are the ones where I grab my kid at some insane time in the middle of the night, we hop in the car and then we wind up on a beach or in the mountains. Or So you mentioned your kid, your, your daughter, Emily, because this is available to the external audience, I'd like to point out, Anna who is your wife, she would probably be someone you would grab on that trip too, oh, yeah. right? Totally. Yeah. Yes. So it's you and Anna and Emily going somewhere, exploring something, being all curious and stuff. Mm -hmm. Who else is there? It would be us or I travel by myself a lot. So I don't know. I don't have like a big posse that I go places with. I'll, I'll go on vacations with friends and stuff, but like those two people would be my core people. It's interesting because we work well together, but I only go places in posse. So what is that? Like, what is that a, is that a issue with me? You think? Probably, Probably a self-confidence <laughs> issue. Feel, feels like it as I, as I ask the question. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so in your time here so far, what are you most proud of? I think what I'm most proud of is the fact that the messages my team and I, and it is very much a team effort, uh, are putting out, are resonating with our audiences. And I get 
wonderful notes and messages from people all of the time, all across the organization saying, thank you. Um, you know, this is great. I understand this more. And I've seen this across all of the work that, again, my team has done. And so I'm really proud of that, that people are affected by what we're doing in a positive way. And uh, there's not complaints because that's not always true in the comms world. <laughs> yeah. So what are you most excited about at the Nina? I would say it's really kind of seeing how we take our new strategy and run with it. I have had the lovely experience of spending time with Julie. Um, I think what she has to say and where she wants to take us is really exciting. And I think the way she tells the story and how she's trying to rally everyone around that is, is so fun. And I'm just really excited to see how we execute on this. What drives you batshit crazy? One of the things that drives me crazy is when people want to overcomplicate things. I mean, there's so many things that we could just go after and go do. And sometimes there's processes that don't need to be there or people want to just have meeting after meeting for meeting's sake. And that's one of my biggest frustrations. So explain the environment in Alpharetta currently. What is it like to be in Alpharetta at Nina? during COVID? Well, you don't have a ton of drive-bys because nobody's in the office. So you can concentrate and get a lot done. Flip side of that is there's nobody in the office. And so for me, it's taking longer to figure out who people are, what they do, how I can work with them. And then B, you just, you just miss stuff, you know? I mean, yeah. it's great that we can kind of work from wherever, COVID or not, but there's that lovely benefit of working in an office with people where you just develop relationships faster most of the time. And I think you have more meaningful conversations just because you can grab people when something's, you know, in your mind and in the moment and have that conversation rather than having to schedule a call and wait and whatever enthusiasm you might have maybe dies down a little bit. So what do you do most frequently in your spare time? Lately, it's been playing video games with my daughter and watching Netflix. What kind of games? Uh, we've been playing Animal Crossing. It's sort of like if Sims met Farmville, like it's building stuff, but there's animals. <laughs> you watch Netflix and you play video games, but you're an artist. Mm -hmm. Like, do you walk around thinking about yourself as an artist? Not as much as I did prior to coming to Nina. I mean, because you were, your occupation yeah. was as an artist. Yeah. You were doing your own thing. I did that for two years. Yeah. So does that subside? Yeah. And I was talking with, with Anna, my wife, about this over the weekend, because she was like, I, you need to paint and blah, blah. And I haven't painted or done anything really significant in a while. Because you've been nasty. And so she's like, you need an outlet for it. So go paint. Is that is that what I'm reading? That was part of that. But uh, thanks for calling that yeah, out. I'm just curious. <laughs> I, I have my own relationship challenges. Uh, but I right now, I feel like my creativity is being used here, which makes me just as happy. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I could go home and paint and my studio is collecting cobwebs every day, but uh, I'm okay with not doing it like I was. I get fulfilled here. So what is the code that we just haven't been able to crack yet that you're most excited to get after? I think it's helping people get to know who and what uh, exists outside of their own four walls. I think uh, people really know each other, you know, in their respective locations, but 
they don't always know what's going on, you know, a state away or a country away and, and just helping people understand who we are and what we do and what capabilities and assets and technology we have. I think um, that's something that I hope we can accomplish. What's been the most pleasant surprise for you coming to work at Nina? We've talked about this a lot, but the people here are so stinking nice and they want to help and they want to do the right thing. Like at first it was a little jarring, honestly, but uh, now I've gotten used to it and it's, it's all good. Talk to me about where you see us going from a diversity and equity and inclusion standpoint as an organization. Bottom line is I hope that, you know, over the time I'm here and certainly you're here, we become a more diverse organization. You and I share similar views in that it's not just about skin tone or gender, but it's also where you come from, how you look at the world, how you collaborate with other people, how you show up to work every day. Like all of those things matter in how we create that experience. I wanna be able to celebrate that and, and not have people feel afraid to show up to work to be who they are. What should the Getting to Know podcast listening audience expect to see from us this year as it relates to our platform around diversity, equity, and inclusion? One of the first things that we're going to do is we're going to launch some employee resource groups this year, which I think from a connection point of view will be really helpful. So people can get to know one another on a, you know, either personal level or, you know, something professionally focused. Um, you know, I think of like our R&D community and our chemists and, you know, they have their own little chemistry, chemistry language that I will never understand. So I'm sure there's value in those folks being able to come together and talk to one another. Um, so uh, I think creating those opportunities for people to connect and get to know one another as, as human beings. I mean, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of our employees so far. And the one thing I hear over and over again is they feel like this company is, it feels like family, which is a great attribute, right? But that family unit only extends as far as the four walls that they sit in. So I want to introduce people to their cousins <laughs> in different locations. Like that's kind of how I'm looking at it. So uh, that is really exciting to me. And I think, you know, just making sure that we are treating each other fairly. I think you've already done a nice job of starting a lot of uh, changes in the kind of HR realm around how we look at compensation and how we look at performance management and stuff like that. So I think watching that continue to trickle across the organization and, and making sure that people have, you know, an equitable chance at going after whatever it is they want to go after, whether it's a promotion or um, getting deeper into their particular skill set. Um, those things I think will be on the horizon for 2021. Your official title includes engagement and communications, and it's not accidental. And even though I think that a lot of our HR brothers and sisters around the world, not necessarily at Nina, but we've, we've somewhat bastardized the label employee engagement, and we act like it's you know, barbecues and happy hours and gumballs and unicorns. Um, but it's something way broader than that. What's engagement actually mean to you? I would go back to what I said earlier. Like, it means showing up and feeling comfortable in your own skin to do your best work. Like that's, that's what it comes down to for me. When I have worked at places where I feel like I can't bring an idea forward or leaders are not going to listen for whatever reason, like I don't care about my work. I don't do my best. I want people to show up 
and feel like they can share their voice and that their voice matters and they're going to make a, a difference. Like that's what it means to me. So Missy, at the end of every Getting to Know podcast, we hit our participants with three of the same exact questions. So I'm going to hit you with those right now. All right. The first one is what is always found in Missy, Anna, and Emily's refrigerator? Cheese. Cheese. Usually multiple kinds. Different kinds of cheese. Is that because of you or Anna or Emily or? Uh, I would say it's probably me first, followed very closely by Emily. Amongst uh, those who know you well, Missy, yeah. what would you say you are most famous for? So I had to actually think about this answer for a while. And because I have different groups of people in my life, I had to distill it down to a theme, which is being creative. But that is represented in different ways. So like for kids, I would say, they would say the like birthday parties and Christmas parties and stuff that I put together are fun. And like for my family get togethers and all that stuff, I'm usually one of the main cooks. And so I'm always trying like new recipes and stuff. So, and then at work, our team is creative as communicators. So I, I feel like that's the, the common theme. Last question, Missy. What are you most looking forward to right this very moment? Being able to see my wife again. So she works in Maine and she is a frontline medical worker. So she is getting her second dose of the COVID vaccine tomorrow. And after that, she'll be able to come home and see us for a little bit. So I'm really excited about that. Like so. on a weekend or a vacation or? Probably for a weekend. I mean, she's working up there, so we have to work around her schedule. But um, I haven't seen her in a few months, so it'll be nice to see her again. Well, Missy, appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the Getting to Know podcast. I mean it when I tell you I could not be more thrilled to have you in the organization. I hope that the listening audience is starting to see and feel something different in the way that we're working around how to connect them and engage the workforce. Um, and if they're not, I, I'm fully confident that you're going to continue to drive that for us. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for joining us. I love you much. I'm glad you're here. And for those of you in the listening audience, thanks again for joining us and for you giving us your time. We'll talk to you again in two weeks.